Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium in training. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we go on our paranormal investigations, ghost hunting trips, and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way. This is Ghosties. Ghosties podcast. Welcome back. back. Sorry, (laughs) that felt necessary. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm great. We are sitting here grubbing on some chips and queso. I know. And just enjoying being in each other's presence and recording. Mm -hmm. We are doubling up on the recordings, but not on the releases. Obviously, you're gonna have to be patient. I know. But we are trying to get as much time in as we can together since when we try to get together, it, we get postponed a week or two. And so we have to make up for time. Mm-hmm. I know. We didn't even shout out any of our social media on the last one. We were so discombobulated. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I even feel now like still in a little bit of a fog. Yeah. From, we just recorded Crawford Road and Crawford Road has a weird energy that yeah. comes with it. Now, is it the amount of cheese dip we've consumed, or is it Crawford Road? <laughs> Listen, honey, cheese is for me. Right. My my world revolves around some cheese, especially this kind of cheese. Yeah. Delicious. Yes. Mm. So, today's episode is a cool episode we yeah. have. It's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, we always ask for ghost stories, and we actually know somebody, I didn't even realize, um, it's a friend of mine that has gone out on some actual ghost explorations. I think she has some equipment she might use. Mm -hmm. Um, And we haven't, we got one of her personal stories, but we're going to actually get her to tell us about some of her local investigations here in the area. Yeah. What kind of stuff she uses, what kind of, you know, things she's experienced. Um, So you get to hear somebody else's voice today. Yeah. That's exciting. I think that's going to be cool. I know you love us, but (laughs) I'm sure a third voice would be kind of interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to patch in Cat. 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 Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, Cat. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We are so excited to hear. Um, well, first off, I just want to say that I did not realize until after we started this podcast that you actually were kind of into ghost investigations and things. Um, I feel like I remember seeing that you had responded to like some interested to like the Francis Moore house or I don't know, something like some overnight paranormal thing. But tell tell us a little bit about like, how did you get into this? Like maybe some of the places you've gone. We are so excited to hear. Yes, sure. So I honestly started when I was a kid. You know, my family didn't have a lot of money. So we would go on historical vacations, which ah. is really just weekend getaways to places that, uh, you know, are, are kind of more for history buffs because that's that was my parents. Uh-huh. Um, but the consolation was... I would go to these places, I would be well behaved, and then I would get to ghost hunt them. And that was one of the arrangements that I had with my parents. So um, luckily, my parents were cool, and they were they were interested in all of this kind of stuff, too. So that's kind of just where it started. I started out just with my parents, and they would take me to these haunted locations, and you know, I'd kind of just walk around feeling for cold spots. But um, 
as I got older, I uh, started investing in, you know, actual equipment and being more intentional about it. Um, I did work with an actual formed ghost hunting paranormal team for a while. Um, and I, I won't mention the name of them just because I, I don't know if they've disbanded, but I'm no longer affiliated. So, you know, don't want to throw that out there. But um, I worked with them for a while. And then um, after that, you know, I just kind of started doing it on my own with with, with other people who were interested. So it's kind of how I, I got into it. I've been all sorts of places. You know, I figured the, the ones I would talk to you guys about were kind of just some of my favorites, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the one that you're thinking of, Missy, was the the Fairy Plantation House, which is Brand a more Fairy Pan Plantation, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've I've done that location a number of times, um, and they hold pretty regular you know, group things. So outsiders can come in and ghost hunt with their kind of ghost hunt. Well, I don't think it's their ghost hunting team, but a ghost hunting team that's affiliated with the property. And um, so I've gone in and done that a bunch of times. And uh, there was one time that was really cool because they were using their spirit box and they were definitely having somebody kind of come through and um, right as they were having somebody come through and, and really started talking through the spirit box, uh, a lot of the people in the room started to feel really cold. And at the exact time that all of that was happening, I was holding a K2 meter and my K2 meter just started going crazy. So it was just really neat to see all three of those things, you know, the physical sensations, the spirit box and my K2 meter all syncing up with, with an energy coming through. So that was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen there. I know that there's tons of stuff online that other people have had way cooler experiences at that house but um that is in virginia beach is that where that is yes it is it's right off of independence boulevard is it just like an old house or is there any like specific history or just kind of like you know a historical building locally yeah, so it's a historical building, but they've got a lot of documented hauntings there. Um, and so, yeah, and you actually can rent out the place overnight for, I think it's only like 120 bucks or something like that. It's really pretty cheap. So, I mean, you guys could do it, throwing that out there. We just um, need to grow our following. And <laughs> <laughs> First, you make 120 bucks, then you yeah. go to the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's put it out in the universe. I love it. That's awesome. But only if you come with us because you know the <laughs> Oh, I would love to. That place yeah. has really kind of a, a neat energy. Ooh. Wow. Tell us more. What other have you been? Um, let's see. So with the, the paranormal team that I was with, we did uh, um, really a, a personal house. Uh, it was you know, a residential house out in Portsmouth. Um, so obviously I'm not going to give their address, um, but <laughs> you know, somebody was living there and uh, that was neat because we actually got to put up night vision cameras. We, we wired the whole house and used all sorts of different equipment. We did, um, I mean, obviously we had the EMF detectors and K2 meters, but we also had a lot of uh, recording devices and uh, we took pictures all over the place and we didn't get a whole lot except for EVPs. Um, we did get a couple of EVPs. It was quite a few years ago now, so I don't remember what they said and I don't have those files, but um, 
but I know that we did get a few EVPs from that house and, and not a whole lot else, but it was neat. Um, that was kind of a, a funny one because I was doing an investigation in one of the rooms with uh, one of the other team members and uh, he was kind of a, an older guy and he would make fun of me for being a, a younger female at the time. And um, that there was a light on the printer in one of these offices that we like one of the rooms they had converted into an office and he was like was that light on before where did that light come from and i'm like bro i think it's just a printer light <laughs> I think that just stays on and then at one point um his hair kind of like got caught on his chair and he jumped out of his skin i was like wow yeah, so, you know, you gotta, gotta be tough for these investigations. So that was kind of just a, a funny thing that happened there. Pretty sure they were not paranormal <laughs> in nature, but um, it was just kind of a, one of those funny investigating things. It's like if you're searching for a spider in a room and then something touches you, you automatically scream and assume it's that spider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, I would what? Say, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Street, sorry. Sorry. Talking can you tell us, I'm just curious, what street, do you remember the street name? Because, you know. I honestly don't remember because it was way out there. Um, it wasn't in the city part. It was kind of a more rural area. Oh. Um, yeah, I, like we literally went down kind of a an isolated street to get there. So I don't remember the street name any longer. Okay. Um, yeah. And one more question before you go on. What is a K2 meter? I'm curious. Yeah, so um, a K2 meter has little lights up at the top. Um, mine has just kind of two different shades of green. It's got a yellow, an orange, and a red. Maybe they use different colors for different models because um, mine's a, an older model. But um, it tests the, the milligauss. I don't even know how to say that word. It's M-I-L-L-I-G-A-U-S-S. Um, and so it tests everything from zero to over 20. Um, and kind of like the EMF detector, you know, it's going to pick up actual, you know, electrical interference that's, you know, not paranormal. So what you're looking for when you're using it for a paranormal investigation is spikes and energy, not the consistent numbers. So if it stops up at the color yellow and it stays there, then I know I'm just kind of over a power line or something. Um, I'm, I'm not reading anything that's paranormal. But if I ask a question and it starts spiking up to red and back down to green and spikes up to red, back down to green, well, that's probably not the way an actual electrical current is going to get red. So those, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the spikes on my little colors. So cool. Yeah. My, my K2 meter is actually my favorite. I like it more than my EMF sensor um, just because the EMF detector kind of is the same concept, but it uses numbers instead of colors and numbers aren't my jam. So I like the colors. <laughs> I like Maybe one day we'll have cool equipment like that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have a spirit box. That's, that's on my wish list. Well, see, we kind of created one. We don't have an actual spirit box. We've got it from an app. Like an app, yeah. Yeah. And then we kind of created the environment that we're in while we're using it, which is what Christina has done. A lot of talking about the Estes method where we're like, you, you can explain that better than me. Oh. I, Kat, have you seen 
Hellier? Uh, no, I haven't. They came up with this really great method um, of using a spirit box. They would basically create this sensory deprivation experience. They block out with uh, like noise canceling headphones. So they have you put on headphones, wear like a blackout uh, eye mask, and then they feed the SB7 spirit box into your headphones and make you the receiver. Um, so then we have a second person ask me questions and then any you know particular word that pops up that I hear in the spirit box, I just start relaying that. And usually the conversation an actual conversation will begin. Yeah. It's very interesting. It'd be, cool. It'd be cool during that time to have like the K2 meter along like somebody with that while somebody's doing a spirit box session. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would definitely be a, a neat way to kind of corroborate all of you know the things that are happening. That's awesome though. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you, are there any other places that you you haven't really, how many, I mean, have you been to any other places or? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I would say kind of the two coolest places I've been to were, uh, I went to the Gettysburg battlefields. Ooh, um, yeah. So that was cool. Although uh, not a whole lot happened there. Um, there was a lot of people, we went at night, but you know, people would just go into the battlefields at night also looking for ghosts. So there was actually a lot of people around. So we couldn't really do recordings and things like that. We kind of just felt like it wouldn't be accurate enough just because there are other people in earshot that could easily be somebody else that we don't have control over. We can't control that environment. But um, we, I think the only thing we really got from that was a photo. We had a little photograph with some some interesting lights that showed up on it. I'm not a huge fan of looking for orbs because I feel like that could easily be some dust or it could easily be a bug. Um, but right. uh, this this one particular photo that we got right outside of Slaughter Pen um, definitely doesn't look like any of the other photos as far as how the, the bugs were showing up. So it's pretty interesting. That's the only one I would really say was evidence that we got from that one. Um, and maybe it can be explained away, but it was definitely the most interesting piece that we got from that. Um, and I had a cool thing happen. I went to the St. Augustine Spanish Fort, uh, which is one of the oldest places in America. And where um, I did not get to ghost hunt inside, so I do want to go back one day, but we went around the outside perimeter of the Spanish fort, and um, that was cool because we had a whole group, and everybody had EMF detectors and K2 meters, and, and we were all kind of spread out, but mine kept going off like crazy. Like, no matter where I went, it was just constantly going off and constantly um, to, the, to the point where I thought, maybe my maybe my equipment's broken so I went and swapped <laughs> with somebody um and sure enough even the, the new ones that I got just kept going off like crazy and so eventually you know I kind of had everybody gather around and we all put our our k2 meters and our emf detectors in a big old huddled up circle and regardless of which one I was holding mine kept going off which was pretty interesting I was the youngest person in the group so I don't know if that's why I was getting targeted at that time but that was definitely kind of a, an interesting experience maybe you're just more sensitive to that stuff because you have some like ghost stories of your own we've read them one of our ghost share episodes so 
how how old were you when you first realized you had some some spirit vision if you will girl um (laughs) just (laughs) honestly my whole life like as far back as I can remember, I had experiences. Uh, I'm definitely not a medium. I would never identify that way, but sensitive is probably the right word. So yeah, I mean, I have memories of seeing things in the house that I grew up in, you know, as far back as I can remember. So um, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen all sorts of stuff. I've got tons of stories for you guys, (laughs) if you ever want any. Yeah. I mean, do you want to share any of them now? <laughs> sure, yeah. Wow. Well, um, have you? Yeah. Not to put you on the spot, but like we would love to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I would say kind of one of the more interesting ones. Uh, I was I was a teenager, and um, I had just gotten in bed, like turned off my lights, got into my bed. I was getting comfortable. I rolled over onto the side that I I wanted to to sleep on. And I looked at my wall because I hadn't even closed my eyes yet. And my whole wall was lit up. And I was like, what the heck? Did I leave my light on? And so I turned back over thinking that I had accidentally left a, you know, a light on. And my light was off. But there was a glowing orb um, up by my door. And while it was beautiful, uh, this thing just filled me with terror. Like there was something wrong with its energy. It really just scared the entire crap out of me. And it was blocking the only exit. It was blocking the door. So yeah, so I got really scared and I kind of just froze. Like I didn't know what to do. I you know, thought about running through the door, but I was like, no, because I'm gonna have to go right through it, and I'm not going through that thing. Um, you know, I could yell, but you know, uh, my parents are gonna walk through that thing. I don't want them walking through that thing. So I kind of just froze, and I did what everybody does. You know, you put a blanket over your head, and that's gonna protect you. Um, so I put the blanket over my head and turned to the wall because I could still see that my wall was lit up. Um, so I just kind of watched the wall uh, with the light on it because that was telling me that it was still there. And I kind of just started praying. You know, I'm not a terribly religious person, but I was that night. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of just you know started asking my guides for help. And, um, you know, I was really, really scared of this energy. And it felt like a really long time that it was there. I mean, it really felt like hours. But eventually, just like somebody kind of hit a light switch, I'm watching the wall and the light goes out. Um, so I turned over and sure enough, the orb was gone. But on the opposite side of my room were three like cylinders, I guess, of, of light. Um, they were tall. I mean, they went all the way up to the ceiling of my room and there was three distinct ones. Um, and they were kind of softer and in color and in, in light intensity. And this time when I looked at them, I was just filled with this sense of everything's okay now. <laughs> like they were the ones that were there to send away whatever that orb thing was. And I just instantly felt calm. Like it was safe for me to go to sleep. So I turned over and went to sleep. And then for the next two weeks, I tried to mimic, you know, those colors in my room, you know, what could have, you know, was it something making a reflection off of light from outside. And I lived in that house for 25 years, was never able to recreate those colors and lights. And, and I definitely was not asleep. So that was kind of an interesting one. 
That is crazy. It sounds kind of UFO-ish to me, <sighs> like aliens. Like we're about to be abducted. Don't tell me that. I don't mess with aliens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christina's really into the whole alien thing. Um, but that's just like the glowing lights and stuff. That's what it reminds me of. But that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That was a wild one. Um, yeah, the, and there was another time that I, I saw my mom's guide. Uh, that was a, a more positive experience. A lot of my experiences actually were more positive. I think there's only two times that I really had negative experiences with entities. Um, I think that that one that I just told you. And then the other one, hopefully you'll have me and the other people who experienced that one because that was multiple people involved um, on to tell you that whole saga because that was a whole thing. Um, uh, no, we can't talk about yeah, it. Today. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was a whole thing. We'll get to it another day. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, there was one day just in the middle of the day I was we were, we were talking about auras my mom my sister and I and so we were trying to see each other's auras which by the way never saw um but <laughs> while my mom was standing by the um the white wall I was just kind of watching her like eh, I don't think I'm really gonna see your aura but all of a sudden my mom was not there any longer and there was a woman standing in her place in full Victorian uh, kind of morning garb just head to toe black lace and it sounds scary <laughs> and and ordinarily I guess I would be scared of this person it sounds like something out of a horror movie but I wasn't afraid it was just kind of like I was watching this person it was the middle of the day it sort of just seemed like she wanted me to see her in that moment and I watched her for probably full five minutes until finally I, I said something. And as soon as my mom started talking in response, um, the, the woman in black went away and then it was just my mom standing there. So I told her what I saw and she was like, hold on, ran upstairs, came back down with this notebook that I had never seen before. And apparently she had been going to psychics for years um, which I knew she had gone to psychics. I had just never seen the notebook of notes that she'd taken. And she flipped to a page where the psychic had described her spirit guide to her. And it was just a description of that woman that I had just seen. So oh. that was kind of another cool coincidence. I don't know if it was a coincidence or just evidence that I was correct. That's so cool. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did see her one other time too. Um, the way that my room was set up, my bed kind of faced my parents' bed. And there was one time that they were sleeping, but they were sleeping with their door open. And I was in my room on my bed. So I kind of had a straight shot of their bed. And I clearly saw two people walking around their bed that were not my parents and they were kind of just watching them and talking to each other and one of them was that lady in in the black head-to-toe morning dress um Ugh. and then and the other man I'd never seen before but he was kind of in, a, in more of a an old-timey suit sort of deal and they were just it was kind of like I was just looking in on something that I wasn't meant to see but they were just watching my parents talking to each other the time. one of their guides another one of them you mm -hmm. know because we have several yeah that's so neat cat i love that your mother is so open to the spirit world and everything that's amazing to have a parent that's open and you know 
ready to have conversations with their kids about that. Yeah. And I feel really grateful for that. You know, I mean, I, I grew up like she was a Reiki master. So, um, you know, Thank you. And so, you know, I grew up learning Reiki and I mean, I was level three by the time I was in high school. And so, you know, we would go to do psychics together and they would let me ghost hunt things. And so it was really neat to kind of have that stuff encouraged. And then whenever I had these things happen to me, it was nice to be believed as opposed to, you know, parents who make you feel crazy. Yes, absolutely. That's a big thing that I hear from people all the time. Like, how can I help my kids? And I always tell them, just listen to them, be open to what they're trying to tell you, because it's so much better for them to be believed than to be kind of poo-pooed when they're the scaredest they've probably ever been, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, we thank you so much for taking some time to tell us stories today. Yes. And once the Rona is cleared up and on its way out, then we're going to have to like set up a little exploration date and go do something local together. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know. I'll definitely be down once it's all safe. So appreciate y'all letting me come on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You and Christina can see the ghosties. And since I don't see them, you can at least warn me that things are around. (laughs) Well, they just surprise me. So (laughs) I'm never ready for it. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, Kat. That was so much fun. That was so nice of Kat to come on again. And when she was talking about her mom's spirit guide and like the Victorian like lace, all I could think about was bridesmaids. And she's like, there's a colonial woman on the wing or there's a woman on the wing and she's in traditional colonial garb churning butter. There's something they're not telling me. I know. Um, that's so crazy to be able to see all that stuff, though. I know. I'm looking forward to potentially being able to get out there with her on exploration sometime. I know. See what she, it would be a night cool to add, like, you know, another element, even though we have fun together. I know. But having someone else that has, like, you know, can see other things and sense other things would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Um, yeah, until next time, please, as always, uh, look us up on Facebook, Instagram, the ghosties podcast. We're on YouTube. We have some videos up there. Mm -hmm. We probably will be doing a zoom sometime soon, just because we're going to have a period where we're not going to be together again as per usual. I know, I know. But we're going to keep content coming at you. You can always email your stories to the ghosties podcast at gmail.com because we do need to record, one of our uh, ghost share episodes soon. So we need your stories. Yes. You can reach out to us on social media, send us messages, like our stuff, just, you know, show us a little love. Um, and we're going to hopefully have a TikTok channel. Is it a channel? Yeah. <laughs> we have a TikTok account channel. I don't know. We're old. Us grannies are going to have a TikTok. Millennials. Ugh. Anyways. Sorry. Part your hair to the side and put your skinny jeans on and get a TikTok. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so find us on social media mm-hmm. and yeah, thanks for joining us guys. All right. We'll bye. See you soon. Bye.